Now more than ever, it is important that we provide care and services that keep our communities well before they require acute interventions. From mental health and wellbeing services to setting up families for a healthy life or even transforming the culture of a community, these projects help people live a happy and healthy life and free up capacity for the most unwell members of the community. My name is Chi. I am a clinical psychologist and I was working in Ipswich and Rural Community Care Team, West Morton. I'm very honoured here today uh, to be here today to talk about my program called Navigating Happiness. Um, so the um, Navigating Happiness is one of the 12 um, therapy programs that we offer in West Morton on a regular basis, multiple times a year. And uh, in particularly Navigating Happiness, um, rather than focus on symptom reductions, which is a lot of the time what consumers and clinicians focus on, we ask some different questions, such as, um, would you like to live a happier life? And how does health service help you to do that and in order to live a more rich and meaningful life? So I would like to acknowledge the traditional custodian of the land that we're meeting on, I wish to acknowledge and respect their continuing culture and the contribution they make to this city and this region and to elders past, present and emerging. So a little bit of backdrop information. The team I was working in is called Community Care Team in West Morton. Uh, West Morton uh, uh, Community Care Team, they are multidisciplinary mental health service for adults with complex mental health issues. Uh, and West Morton itself uh, covers a very, very large regional and rural area and is experiencing really incredible population growth as well. By 2036, population will grow by 83% and uh, with that hospital admission will grow 207%. Um, and of course, consumers presenting with uh, mental health issues uh, in community uh, usually require a high level of support as well, and the multidisciplinary approach uh, really suits their needs. So why are we navigating happiness? Why do we want to add something to the surface? Well, just like other health services, we have been under immense pressure to provide best care aligned with our services values and try to help our consumers. And uh, running group therapy is one of the creative ways that we can use clinicians' times and create a bigger impact. So we have 700 open consumers in the community uh, for adult mental health service. And uh, at the moment, we have three full-time equipment uh, psychologists that is uh, role-specific. And uh, that's not a lot of psychologists for a lot of consumers. So in 2017, West Morton started a group therapy program. Uh, initially, we had three programs, and now we expanded to 12. Um, and Navigating Happiness is one of them. So what is Navigating Happiness? It is a four-week practical skills program designed to help mental health consumers to live a more rich, full, and meaningful life. And for almost anyone else, for that matter. The name implies that happiness is not a goal, but rather a direction that we're continuously navigating towards. 
the group is based on acceptance and commitment therapy act and in this program happiness is not merely a pleasant feeling or the absence of unpleasant ones but rather the state of here and now living the life according to your value So what does the navigating happiness models look like? And rather than explaining it to you, I invite you to experience it with me. Now, if you're willing, I would like you to uh, look out to this stage. Hopefully, you're already doing that. And if you are uh, joining us virtually as well, um, you know, please feel free to join us as well. So um, please look out to this stage and imagine that Everything that makes your life meaningful is up here. Your work, different places, activities. And everyone that you love and care about and want to spend quality time with is also up on this stage. Your children, your partner, your family, your patients. Now, I would like you to put your hands together like this just in front of you, that's right. And I would like you to imagine that these are your thoughts and your feelings. You might even put a field or name a field that is familiar to you. If your mind is anything like mine, my mind will be chattering along. Even this very moment, my mind will be telling me, what are you talking about? You know, you're such a bad presenter. <laughs> yeah. So for you, it might be some version of that. You know, I'm not good enough. You know, I'm not spending enough time with my family. And with that comes some feelings as well. You know, right now I'm feeling anxious. You know, my mind is saying, hey, run away. And put that anxiety on your hands as well. And if there's some sort of feeling such as worried, guilt, sadness, frustration, anger, feel free to put them on your hand just like I am doing. And now I would like you to slowly raise your hands and slowly covering slowly move it up and cover your face until it's right in front of your eyes. Now please notice a couple of things right now. How connected are you in this moment? If your loved ones and the activities that you love the most is right here, how connected would you be? And the second thing I would like you to notice is how hard is it to focus on what you need to do on an everyday basis? How much are you going to get from the presentations, no matter how good they are today? How are you going to drive your car, watch a movie, hold your child, see your patients? And now we'd like you to slowly remove your hands, slowly create some distance, and rest your hands on your laps. Notice how your world opens up. And now it's a lot easier for you to connect with the present moment. You and I are a lot more connected. I can see your beautiful faces now. And uh, how much easier would this be for you to drive your car, hold your child, see your patients, do what you really enjoy and really important to you? And this is uh, essentially what ACT is. 
So in navigating happiness, we focus on this model. Um, be present, open up, do what matters. And these are three simple, yes, essential principles to live a more happier and more meaningful life. So we want to pay attention and be aware of how our thoughts and feelings, how we carry them around and how them cut off from the present moment. We learn to be present. We learn to focus our attentions flexibly and non-judgmentally. And then rather than letting those thoughts and feelings cut us off from what is really important right here, right now, we learned to open up, drop our hands, drop our struggles. And then rather than letting our thoughts and feelings sort of cover our face and um, you know, make us miss out on what's truly important to us, the activities, the people, we learn to do what matters, clarify our values. And even despite that, we have those thoughts and feelings telling me, I'm not good enough. You know, why are you presenting right now? You know, I still come up to this stage and speak to all of you. Thank you. So there's no inclusion or exclusion criteria um, for this program, and this is by design because ACT has a body of research supporting a treatment validity towards a wide range of diagnoses, including chronic pain, major depression, mixed anxiety, OCD, and also psychosis. And of course, these are all very commonly seen in the community mental health settings. We're lucky enough to be standing on the shoulders of giants. Uh, there's a lot of research, a lot of resources. So the key challenge of writing this program is to condense the therapy model enough to be something that is short, easy to understand, relatable, practical, and meaningful to our consumers. And this approach seems to be working. Um, in the last three and a half years since the program was piloted, um, despite the impact of COVID, we have now completed 11 groups. We have 16 facilitators uh, helping us to facilitate our groups, showcasing that you know, many staff are interested in and also capable of running groups in our service. We have delivered in three different locations, plus online delivery during COVID as well. 45 out of 47 of participants who commenced the group has completed it yielding a 96% completion rate, which is really high for our cohort. And I think it has something to do with you know, how our facilitators, uh, rather than teaching and uh, taking on an ex expert role, we, we don't assume that we're experts of the consumer's life. We invite them to take on a journey in and out of the sessions. And of course, the material we try to be as relatable as possible as well, using a lot of pop culture and easy to understand reference. For outcome measures, um, we use, whoops, how do I go back? Um, Oxford Happiness Questionnaires, asking um, about 25 questions on different aspects of um, happiness. We run a few uh, statistical analysis. Uh, so first of all, the, uh, at the, at the four-week mark after the group, um, we are seeing a significant improvement of participants' self-rated happiness level. And more encouragingly, at three to six months uh, following up phone calls as well, that happiness level maintains. 
um, we find a moderate uh, medium effect size. That means that with just four two-hour sessions, it has a medium impact on people's overall satisfactions in their life. So I mentioned there were uh, 16 facilitators that help us run the groups, and uh, each of them have um, done one of the nine trainings that we have done. Uh, they were offer face-to-face -face and also online. Uh, to date, over 250 clinicians from Queensland Health, uh, also NGO, uh, New South Wales Health, and Vic Health have attended the half-day workshop. They've reported using these techniques in their own lives, in their own settings, and uh, many work units are looking at implementing the model as well, including Vic Health and New South Wales Health. Uh, we've done some presentations as well, including at uh, the National Allah Health Conference, and of course, uh, today. Yay! <laughs> um, of course, the project is not without limitations. Uh, it wasn't originally designed to be a long-term research study. It only has one outcome measure. Um, and also, the um, potential positive impact on staff is uh, not formally measured as well. So both of these limitations and our successes has uh, taught us something, and we want to move forward with the information we have. We want to continue to run more groups, do more trainings. Uh, we ongoingly have a lot of strong interest for both. Uh, we want to help clinicians and work units to implement it. And um, I would like to look into research opportunities as well to look at the health and economic benefits of the groups as well. Answer some questions such as, you know, does the program reduce rehospitalization rate, relapse, length of treatment episodes? And does the training include staff morale, job satisfaction and retention rate, and reduce burnout as well? Key learning, uh, what I'm taking away from uh, this three and a half, four years journey with the program is that um, I really think the consumer's engagement and outcomes are enhanced when we're not just looking at symptoms reductions, but also looking at, you know, holistically what is meaningful for them to do in their lives. Clinician all over Queensland, Australia, very interested in innovative projects to um, help consumers and also deepen that um, therapeutic relationship. And health service could uh, implement therapeutic groups with little extra resources. All the staff, 16 staff that run these groups uh, are within the service. We have a lot of interest and capability within our service to do something a little bit extra. And potentially, you very, very significant impact as well. As always, thank you for listening to our podcast and taking the time to learn about the wonderful work of Queensland's frontline clinicians. To continue the conversation, head on over to Facebook, Twitter or Instagram and let us know of any pockets of excellence you think deserve to be showcased. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Clinical Excellence Queensland.